0: Okay today we come to Acts chapter 17 and here we continue with the travels of Paul and Silas in this chapter we read of their encounters in Thessalonica Berea and Athens. So let's think um, about some things we find in these accounts one um, as the chapter begins Paul and Silas are in Thessalonica and we read that they went first. Uh, there when they got to Thessalonica they went first to the Jewish synagogue to preach to the Jews. We learn later that these Jews were not favorable to the message and as a result verse 5 they formed a mob (laughs) and set the city in an uproar. Um, Paul and Silas eventually had to be sent out secretly at night in order to escape safely according to verse 10. It was the message that they preached which caused such an uproar and how How Luke describes that message is interesting. He writes in verse 3 that they were explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. It was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. The language of necessity there is worth thinking about. There is since the Bible says it a real sense in which Jesus death and resurrection was necessary on the other hand there is another very real sense in which the death and resurrection was not necessary. Consider um, what we read in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 17 where we are told all the nations are as nothing before the Lord they are accounted by him as less than nothing. And emptiness or what we read in Psalm 50 verses 10 through 12 quote for every beast of the forest is mine the cattle on a thousand hills I know all the birds of the hills and all uh, that moves in the field is mine if I were hungry I would not tell you for the world and its fullness are mine but what these verses tell us is that God is God. And he is totally self-sufficient in himself. From that vantage point, he had no necessity and was under no compulsion either to create us in the first place or to save us from our sins in the second place. He has no need of us to make him feel complete or happy or however we want to describe it. He is completely sufficient in himself and is infinitely happy in himself. But it doesn't change the fact that Paul was according to Acts 17 three explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. So if God is totally self sufficient and has no inherent need for anything or anybody else. In what possible way would it ever be necessary for Jesus to die and rise again. The answer is because of the fact that God is not only self-sufficient but that he is also good loving merciful and gracious don't ever think of one particular attribute or characteristic of God as being the whole of it all even though God has no inherent need for anything or anyone else nevertheless out of his goodness and his love he voluntarily chose graciously to save those whom he uh, freely created out of their sin save them out of their sin and misery once he freely chose to save us at that moment it became necessary for Jesus to both die and rise again because that was the only way anyone could be saved from the heinous and eternal consequences of our sin and rebellion. We deserve the death uh, of our uh, as the consequence death as the consequence for our sins. Jesus therefore had to die to pay our penalty Jesus had to rise from the dead to ensure the certainty of our eternal life. It was in this sense necessary for Jesus to suffer and to rise from the dead but Jesus has done what was necessary and has purchased salvation to everyone for everyone who believes. This is the message that Paul preached in Thessalonica a message which many believed but which also caused many to form a mob <laughs> and set a city set the city in an uproar. Amazing. Well as Paul leaves Thessalonica he secondly goes to Berea in order to preach them and Luke has a very interesting and noteworthy description of the Jews in Berea he says in verse 11 quote now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica why they received the word with all eagerness examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so So rather than forming a mob they went to the scriptures for themselves they were not awed by paul as others were uh, earlier in his first missionary journey uh you know certainly weren't offering sacrifice to him or calling him a god but they were, and they weren't simply believing anything he said simply because he said it they wanted to believe what they understood to be god's revealed truth and so they searched the scriptures daily it mattered to them it was not a trifling matter to them it was eternal truth and eternal consequences and uh i just pray that we would be more noble and eternal minded than our superficial superficial culture would ever encourage us to be well thirdly and finally um we need to note that paul preaches in a way that we don't always hear today notice that um that uh, he speaks of. um, When he says he commands all people everywhere to repent near the end of the chapter he he commands all people to repent he he speaks of repentance as a commandment. As a summons. Preachers in an effort I I guess to be more palatable to a contemporary audience speak of repentance and faith in terms of being an invitation Um, We have a portion at the end of our worship services called an invitation Um, and an invitation is um, is biblical Jesus invites people to come to him. But Paul here shows that invitation doesn't quite communicate the whole of it. It really is a command. What difference does that make. I mean is this just semantics not at all. It makes all the difference in the world an invitation is something you can turn down without consequences a summons isn't the gospel is a summons in addition to being an invitation it's not merely an offer of salvation it is a command to repent and believe this is why scripture talks about the fact that God will second Thessalonians 1 8 punish those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to reject it comes with consequences Because it is disobedience to a command. The gospel is grace. But with grace comes responsibility. Those are some thoughts from Acts chapter 17.